know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Start the one. This is Oscar Mike. I have you, Lima Charlie, over. Da, 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 from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our country's battles in the air on land or sea. First to fight for right and freedom and to keep our Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, folks. This is your host with the most, Travis, with Oscar Mike Radio. Today is May 4th. May the 4th be with you, 2017. My God, that was corny. And this is episode 42 of Oscar Mike Radio, on move, on mission for veterans always. I'll get right to it by starting with the question of the week. The question of the week I'm getting a whole lot is, how do I feel about Memorial Day? A lot of military and veterans I know get very upset and frustrated that there's not the proper emphasis placed on Memorial Day. They see cookouts and pools and swimsuit ads and, you know, people wanting to buy cars and big ticket items on Memorial Day weekend. And they feel there's not enough reverence paid to the actual meaning of the holiday. And I look around when I'm invited to a Memorial Day barbecue or I see somebody enjoying life. And yes, while I would like to see some more focus put on Memorial Day, kind of like I'd like to see Christmas's focus be less commercial... I think to myself while I'm having my, you know, customary cigar, I'm saying to myself, you know, isn't this what this is about? Now, the the, the men and women who lost their lives to defend our freedom certainly deserve honor, respect, and attention. Absolutely, I am. I am not diminishing their sacrifice at all. But when Memorial Day happens, and I'm sitting in someone's yard, and I'm enjoying those steak tips or that grilled chicken with the fruit salad and the cookies or pie or whatever, and kids are playing, and 
guys are talking and the ladies are looking good and having a great time. I, I'm saying to myself, isn't this what this is about? Wouldn't we rather be doing this than having to run for our lives, forge for food and supplies, or be fighting a resistance type movement against a foreign invader? And I think the answer is pretty obvious. And, and while I certainly believe we could do a little more to honor those who are no longer with us, I think we as vets have to look at it and say, you know, yeah, we're able to do this because of sacrifices our brothers and sisters past and present made. And so that is how I feel about Memorial Day. That is what it means to me. I have a couple of things I do Memorial Day weekend for myself to honor those who fell in service to our country while I was in the Marine Corps and those who went before us, those who've come after us. I, I just do a couple of things very quietly to keep it in my mind. I'll, I'll tell my kids something and I try to enjoy the weekend because you look at what's happening in other parts of the world where they don't have the freedoms we have and don't have the military we have and it's a pretty bleak existence. So again, I have the utmost respect for our service members who fell in the cause for our freedom and liberty and will enjoy this Memorial Day and I hope you do too. So moving on to the word of the week, and like I said before, the word in the military flows downward from high to low, sometimes horizontally between groups, but the word is passed orally and you know it's often asked for when we're trying to figure out what's the next thing to do. This week for episode 42, I really don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to dive right in. I, I read this story in the New York Post, which had a link to the Fayetteville Observer, about how an army veteran with PTSD, her name is uh, Mariana Rollins, and her boyfriend took a two-year-old pit bull that was kind of like a support animal at the time. I'll get more into the story later. Tied him to a tree and proceeded to shoot him five times. I did not believe it. I did not want to believe it. I did not understand it. And it has absolutely affected me on some kind of really base emotional level. I, I really don't know what to say about this. And I, I tried to figure out how I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going to do this episode in two parts. Today is, is part one and episode 43 will be part two. But here is, is where I'm coming from. And I'll have some pictures of Mariana on my website, oscarmicradio.com. I'll have some very cute pictures of Huey, the dog who was killed. And I'm going to be keeping my eye on this story and updating 
my avenues as time progresses. And here's why. Number one, I don't know why I am not, I'm going to say this right now, I am not what you would call a huge dog fan, dog lover, or even animal lover. I grew up on a farm, and I guess I developed a very pragmatic sense toward animals. We either bred them to make money or, you know, bred them to eat them. So I never really got attached to animals at all. Uh, you just wasn't worth it. it. You learn about the cycle of life pretty early. But I read this story, and right around this time in my life, in the last six months, even to last week, I have met veterans who have been helped by service animals like Huey, whose lives have been completely changed, completely changed, who are suffering from PTSD by having an animal like Huey in their lives. And I've met some of the providers, I'll be profiling one later on the show, who provide these services, these animals, whether they're a cat, a dog, a horse, whatever, to veterans. And when you see the relationship between the animal and the owner or support e, however you want to call it, and you see the change in these people, it really gets you on, on, on a, like, wow. It's almost like watching a miracle take place. And, you know, you can be pretty cynical about life and life stinks and life sucks. But when you see this happen, it's a wonderful thing. So my first reaction is I got really, really upset. There are veterans right now who are trying to do everything they can to not make the, the permanent solution choice to their problems. They're trying not to commit suicide. They've thought about it, they're, they're, they're arguing with themselves over it, and they would love to have a support animal like this. And the other reason is, I don't know, I, I just, there's some broken people in this world. And it really seems like when, and I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the veteran who killed Huey. I don't want to give her or her boyfriend any more airtime than absolutely necessary. But suffice to say, when you read the story on the Justice for Huey Facebook page and dig into that, and I'll get to Justice for Huey here in a second, you will understand that, you know, this was a damaged individual way before she decided to take Huey's life. So you have the ability, you have people providing animals to veterans with PTSD, you have veterans getting better, and you have a, a continuous need. It is It is the 22 kill, the 22 veterans committing suicide every day is not an exaggeration. It's about right, and it's a scary statistic when you think about it. And I've gone to a funeral this year of a veteran who took his life, so I take this very seriously. And so what happened was, I'm trying to find out information about this story because I was going to do something else, but I felt this was important to do. And I contacted uh, the Justice for Camboy Facebook page. Because in the New York Post article, in the Fayetteville Observer article, there was 
the 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 dog was called Camboy, and you know, digging on Facebook, you found this Facebook page that looked pretty legit. Reached out to them, and they said, "Send me an email." I sent them an email, and I never heard back from them. I tagged them in a bunch of Instagram posts, tagged them on a bunch of Facebook posts about doing the episode. Check it out. Here it is, and I never heard back from them. And yesterday. I'm getting ready to do my episode. I'm a little behind schedule. I'm usually done by Monday or Tuesday completely. I get a post on one of my comments saying, hey, you need to check out the Justice... Just edit that out. You need to check out the Justice for Huey page. I'm like, really? And I started reading about the actual story, which I will have in this the blog post on OscarMikeRadio.com for this episode. And all of a sudden, a lot of holes filled in. I had talked to um, several pit bull owners about this. I had talked to, um, you know, Autumn Blake, who has a, you know, rescue center for uh, the Fayetteville area for animals and a shelter. And I will have her link in the uh, Oscar Mike Radio blog site. And I want to thank you, Autumn, for taking the time to get back to me. And up till yesterday, I had a lot of holes in what I was going to present, and I was trying to close those holes. So I reached out to the Justice for Huey folks, thinking that maybe I'll get nothing, or they'll think I'm some kook trying to, you know, just get a soundbite or two and, and move on. And what happened was, last night, I got the chance to talk to one of them and we had a conversation for about 45 minutes and I recorded it on my phone and played it back and realized it just didn't work out. It just didn't come through. It wasn't good. I'm used to doing remote recordings a different way and I tried something new and it failed. So what I wanted to do was outline the problem in this week's podcast and then you know, set up for next week. So just to quickly recap, we had a army veteran shoot her dog that was in her possession five times, posted it on Facebook, was arrested, thrown in jail, made bail, and as of uh, today, there's going to be a hearing uh, May 16th at the Fayetteville Superior Court. And next week I will do an episode with the Justice for Huey folks. And the reason I want to do it like this is one of the things that kept coming up in all the responses. I put out a Facebook post saying, hey, can pit bull owners talk to me or military guys with pit bull owners talk to me? And my Facebook inbox and thing blew up. And I, I, I know there's support animals out there, but I learned a whole lot about how pit bulls are almost tailor-made for this kind of work and how misunderstood they are and how sad it was for a lot of them to see that this poor puppy got, got killed in this way. So next week, we're going to have Justice for Huey on the podcast for episode 43. 
They're going to talk about the work they've been doing to raise awareness for service animals, especially service animals for veterans. They're going to talk about some of their experiences, how you can help, and, and what you can do if you ever you know, see an animal being mistreated. And when you hear you know, this person talk about this, I hope you understand that what happened to Huey was an isolated incident and that animals in a veteran's life really can make positive change. So that's kind of how I want to set up this, this, I guess, macro episode, if you will, kind of break it down into two parts. But really, next week's going to be all about the Justice for Huey group and what they're doing to protect service animals. So this is my word for the week. All I can say is, uh, in memory of Huey, this is what this is about. And this is about getting animals to veterans that need them and making sure these animals are protected and our vets get the help they need. So the complaint department weighed in this week, uh, which means they're happy, but not happy. And you got to be in the military to understand what that means. And they're just unhappy with some people they see in the military and outside the military who just expect something for nothing. They're tired of some of the vets who just say, hey, I'm a vet. Give me this. I deserve this. I deserve that job. Instead of the vets who are out trying to, you know, help themselves and need a hand up. They're concerned that, you know, maybe some of this stuff has washed down the military and they don't like some of these younger types they see in there. And Maybe they have, an ex, you know, some valid examples and some valid gripes. Certainly, it's a different world now than when I was in the military. Certainly different from World War II and the Korean War and Vietnam War. But I'd like to think based on, you know, prior episodes with uh, Stride and Sonner and other young people I've met that, uh, you know, we're in good hands. We just need to do a little bit more work as adults, I think, to set the right example and to teach our youngsters how to uh, how this world owes them nothing, how to go out and get what they want. So speaking of people who support our veterans and people who provide services for veterans so that they can use and the kind of people that I committed to talking to this year CEOs of nonprofits who are either a veterans or military people who are starting to open their own business or nonprofit business could be commercial could be anything nonprofit they want to open a nonprofit for to serve their 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 military brothers and sisters you know, I want to profile those people. I also, you know, uh, B for, for 2017 was to talk to civilians who had their own nonprofits going to support veterans and military. Didn't matter what it is. And then last but not least, PTSD and veteran suicide is a big, big problem for me. And I want to raise awareness wherever I can. So it pleases me to talk about this, this next uh, upcoming event and who's behind it. A couple weeks ago, I uh, blogged about this. I was on uh, WVBF AM 1530 out of Taunton, Massachusetts. 
and I got to meet uh, Julie Lovely. And she runs a uh, Wild Hearts for Heroes uh, or Horses for Heroes. It's equestrian therapy. And she came on uh, South Shore News and Views with Jack White, Bob Mizgerd, and Murray Vestine to talk about her work and you know how she did it and how horses can help veterans. And, you know, you sit there and you hear about how a dog or a cat can do this. I never thought about a horse being able to really heal anything. And she's talking about how she got her, her organization started, how she goes about and, and, and crafts the, the, the material and, and the training for the veteran and the horse so they can bond and what that does for the veteran. And it's just one of those things where you, you, you're you told, you know, you got to go big, you got to go big, you got to get the big names on your show, you got to talk to the big people. But no, I'm like, this this is the person I want to talk to. I mean, I mean, she's not going out for any kind of recognition or pats on the back. But, you know, she saw a need, she got with people who could help her meet the need, and, and they're working with veterans every day. So she has coming up um, a benefit dinner. And I, I really, I really wanted to provide a real shout out for what her dinner is about, what it's going to do for her organization. And it's the um, 2017 benefit dinner for Wild Hearts for Heroes, or Horses for Heroes. It's one of the two. It's May 20th, 2017, from 6 to 10 p.m. It's at the Eastern Country Club, 265 Purchase Street, southeastern Massachusetts. So if you live in the greater Boston area or South Shore and you love horses, you can check out their website, wildheartstherapeutic.org. And check out the benefit dinner link, which will be in the ostermikeradio.com website blog post. And get your tickets, and the tickets will go for the upkeep, maintenance, and support of the horses and the people who uh, work with them, and to be able to provide this course for veterans with PTSD. The keynote speaker will be Major Earl Weglet, and he is an Army chaplain who deployed with the uh, 286 Combat Sustainment Support Battalion to Kandahar, Afghanistan. And he supported uh, Operation Enduring Freedom from 2009 to 2010. And really worked hard to support soldiers who had uh, mental anguish from being in battle. Because there's a real push in the military to try to identify and provide the help before the military service member leaves the military. So the transition of care from the military to the VA or to private care is seamless. It's very important. And uh, there's going to be music who are provided by the Bleeding Hearts. And they're a group who uh, kind of does some Motown, some other stuff, classic rock. And it'll be a good time for an organization. And if you get a chance to talk to uh, Julie about what she does, again, kind of like I talked to the uh, Justice for Huey folks, you just sense a real desire, a real authentic desire to 
do whatever they can to make sure there's not another statistic that they're having to read about in the paper or the, or the obituary. So I encourage you to check that out. I'll have all the information in the Oscar Mike Radio website. And that's it for this week. Um, kind of got compressed for time, but that's okay. We're getting it done. Thank you for listening. Next week's episode 43, part two of Justice for Huey. Thank you very much. Oscar Mike Radio out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Since the one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night on shore, drink to the foam until we once more, here's wishing you a happy voyage home. Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Da, 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 da. Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio. Veteran in action. On the move, on mission, always.